I'm a handshake and tape. I'm a spud with a plane. I'm a miracle that's greater day by day. I ain't your average quitter. I don't put up a cough. I'm doing the best I can. The drum tater. Good morning, my fellow Trump-taters. Now, I say that with a little hesitancy in my voice because um, (laughs) where do I go from here with a a podcast named The Trump-Tater? Now, I want to I feel like I'm a little bit frustrated with President Trump because he's messing up my definition of a Trump-Tater and the meaning. Um, Now, he was the ultimate Trump-Tater in my book. Is a Trump tater someone who outclasses, outshines, outperforms, and defeats someone or something? A dependable and exemplary person. But uh, last week, he he let me down a little bit, and and uh, so I'm just trying to figure out, you know, can I move forward with my character? I love my little character. He's just an adorable uh, mascot for a message that I really love, and and that's being someone to outclass, outshine, and outperform, a dependable and exemplary person. And that's what I feel like we should be as conservatives um, in in trying to, you know, I think we sometimes put these arbitrary uh, deadlines on when we can accomplish a goal or a task, and then we we jump ahead and feel like we have to shortchange the process. And I think that's what happened last week is um, we felt defeated and – the election, and I, I truly believe, was fraudulently stolen um, from Republicans and from those who voted for uh, President Trump and voted for some other uh, leaders that I'm sure also were impacted. <clears throat> and uh, sometimes life's just not fair, and and I think we're having a hard time understanding that. Uh, you know, we went through the court systems, we w- did all these things to try to. Uh, to to get things on our side on that, and they weren't working out. And and when you get your cor- you know yourself backed into a corner, sometimes you do stupid things. I'm just not for sure what happened last week, but I did make the decision not to go to D.C. because I felt some vulnerability as to what might happen. And I'm like, how did other people not see that the potential there? How did the FBI miss this? And how did you know the local police? Uh, you know officers miss this and the mayor of D.C. and President Trump and others and not uh, protecting our capital better than they did. And so the only conclusion I came to is that the people did see it and wanted this to happen. And uh, I'm not for sure if that's both on the left and the right, but we know the detriment and damage done was predominantly 100% on the right and, and to President Trump. So it leads me to believe that it's more um, the people on the left that kind of allowed and made it easy for this to happen with lack of police, uh, lack of law enforcement and security. I mean, the mayor of D.C. on January 5th intentionally turned down any additional security. And even though she called the National Guard up, she did not deploy the National Guard that morning or throughout that day. <clears throat> and this march over there and the possibility of it getting out of hand was evident far far before the it actually did get out of hand and why weren't more police deployed quicker. I mean, all those things make you wonder, but nonetheless, we played into it. And, uh, and there were large sums of Trump people that uh, participated in it. I still believe in my heart that uh, there were people in Antifa and on the left that uh, were definitely mixed in, in this crowd. But unfortunately we might never know to the extent I do know one and we mentioned him last week and that's John Sullivan aka Jaden X on Twitter and on YouTube and uh, <clears throat> he was questioned shortly after and then let go and then again uh, Thursday night Thursday or Friday night maybe it was Friday night he was picked up again and arrested uh, and detained but somehow on Saturday he was allowed to get on a plane and fly back to Utah I don't understand it, but uh, uh, John, throughout this whole ordeal in his own videos that he posted online, 
was provoking people to anger, was trying to incite riots, incite people to do stupid things, and uh, was coaxing the police and letting them through. He's a very mastermind. You got to watch him. I mean, he's he's definitely been trained because he's been in these Antifa riots and has been doing this for some time now. Uh, he is a self-proclaimed anarchist and uh, an Antifa member. Um, I'm just going to read you a couple of his tweets that I found that are still up on Twitter. And so my mind has to ask, you know, well, what is Twitter's standard for family standard here that they have going on? Because uh, let me just read you one. He shows a picture of some fires going on in Portland, Oregon due to rioting. And his comment on this, this was made on 1226. So understand that's what 11 days before January 6th. So this isn't, you know, in the distance past. It was 11 days prior. He says, riots are meant to bring change. So purge the world through fire. So this is a, this is the standard, I guess, that Twitter feels is acceptable on their platform. And, uh, and so let me read you another one. Another one is John here in the state of Utah has a felony uh, arrest well charge going against him right now that is unsolved. And so I have to wonder, how is he allowed to just bounce back and forth on these different events that are um, where riots are taking place and mayhem's taking place? But somehow uh, he's hasn't had any of his flying privileges taken away like we saw so many people uh, this weekend that weren't able to catch their flights back because they were walking through the state capitol. Not even those, I'm not even talking about those who caused chaos. I'm just talking about some of the uh, people just walking through. So anyway, this is another tweet from Jaden X. An armed revolution is the only way to bring about change effectively. I can tell you the dynamics completely shift when shots can be fired back. He's talking about with police officers. And so I, I, as I mentioned last week, I've met John Sullivan and this is exactly who he is. He's very much a believer because I I've been very busy in civil rights issues and issues that impact black America for a long time. And, uh, and so in my conversation with him, I said, you know, there's a process you go through to about making change and I said, you know, it took a year out of my life to, and uh, not just a year, but a toll on my family and my marriage and and money out of our uh, limited budget at the time. We were a young family with three kids, and and um, anyway, but it was a it was a heavy price that I paid for my involvement on starting an organization that brought down the Confederate battle flag in South Carolina and. So I, I told him, I said, you know, sometimes some things take time. He says, no, we don't have time. We just need to burn this shit down. And that was his overall attitude uh, when I met with him back in New York in October. And so this this gentleman who's already caused a felony riot here in the state of Utah, he's the one that started the Provo um, BLM march that uh, a man was shot at and um, shot in his cars. He was forced to stop in the traffic. Um, yet he is he is everywhere, and uh, and I don't know is he under eye undercover FBI agent? Have they recruited him on, and that's why he's getting this pass? All I do know is he is to the core heartfelt Antifa anarchist mentality, and yet he flew back and there seems to be no consequences headed his way even though throughout his entire videotaping he's doing things to provoke he broke out a window once he was inside the state capitol uh, he started to mess with a monument in which someone told him not to do that and shortly after that he said we just need to burn this shit down that's his main rhetoric is burn it down burn it down and uh so I do know there was one Antifa there, but my my gut and heart tells me there were many. Unfortunately, we let people walk out of those Capitol doors that were in there that came prepared with Kevlar helmets, backpacks, and their faces fully covered. And we let them walk out without exposing their identity or going through the contents of those backpacks. Those are the people the Capitol Police should have been more in tune with and prepared to 
prepared to search and make sure they held on to them and not just let them walk out. Because we may never know who those people are because they didn't have their faces covered. Uh, the Trump supporters that were there had their faces fully uncovered. And so it's very easy to identify and say it was all Trump supporters and no Antifa. So anyway, when we get back on the Trump Tater in just a minute, we'll go into more of what happened this weekend. It's amazing that it just, you know, never in my uh, worst predictions did I feel it was going to be what took place in the last five days of my life. I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3388 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 3388. Enjoy. Sebastian Gorka here. Maybe you've been hearing about Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that helps a person's body deal with inflammation and pain. You've heard all the wonderful testimonials. Well, I have my own testimonial. For many years, my lower back pain was becoming a serious problem. The short story is, I finally gave it a try, and now I'm out of pain too. So if you're in pain, you can order the three-week quick start for just $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com. Hi, this is Dennis Prager, and we just launched a new PragerTopia membership called PragerTopia Unlimited. Members can listen to any and all audio programs that are in the Dennis Prager store. That's over 400 programs to choose from, show segments, talks, lectures, courses, even full access to all five books of my Torah teaching. For a limited time, an annual PragerTopia Unlimited membership is only $119. Join PragerTopia Unlimited today. Go to PragerTopia.com. If your credit card bills have gotten out of hand and you care about your credit, call Consolidated Credit now. If the interest rates on your credit cards are so high, it'll take years to get out of debt. Call Consolidated Credit now. They've helped over 6 million people with credit card debt. Without destroying your credit, they can consolidate your debts into one lower payment, reduce your interest rates, and get you out of debt fast. The program works. Call Consolidated Credit now. Call 800 406 0046. 800 406-0046. That's 800-406-0046. Consolidated Credit Counseling Services, Inc. 5701 West Sunrise Boulevard, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33313. Licensed by the New York Department of Financial Services and by the Vermont Department of Financial Regulation. Maryland DM 1492. Oregon DM 80092. Licensed by the Virginia State Corporation. Commission license number DC 83. Service may adversely affect an individual's credit. Non-payment of debt may lead to additional finance charges or collections activity, including legal action. Not a loan company. Welcome back to the Trump Tater Program. I'm going to give a phone number out here. I'm not for sure how many live audience members we have or if it's just predominantly podcast people that download it after. But the number to this program, if you want to call in, is 801-331-8113. That's 801-331-8113. Anyway, I'd love to kind of hear your input if you are out there listening live and feel brave enough to get on and discuss this um, on the program. I just want to kind of go back. I mean, what led us to where we're at? And uh, it's, it's you know, four years, actually more than four years, but four years 
of constant harassment. I mean, I, I have some great compassion for President Trump, even though I totally disagree with last week and some of the le- failed leadership there or what I perceive as failed leadership. Uh, but, you know, maybe he knows more than I know. And maybe I don't know. I, I'm just going to kind of leave it at that. But from my perspective, the damage done to our party and to individuals in our party or the conservative movement was so great that uh, that lack of leadership is going to impact us for decades to come and uh, going to impact the lives of so many of our fellow Americans uh, on their feeling free to, to speak their minds and, and to have a freedom of speech and out of fear that it's going to impact their livelihood, their family, um, their neighbors. I mean, just the list goes on. There's going to be uh, quite a hesitancy for people to feel comfortable uh, speaking freely. And, you know, that's one of the things I'm going to go ahead and address the thing that uh, we all liked about Trump and people always like, you're in a Trump cult. You praise the man. It's not the man. It was what he was able to bring out. He gave us confidence of being um, brave on speaking up for ourselves and uh, in, in speaking up for what we believe in when the media has been, so good at oppressing uh, the thoughts of conservatives for so long. Our university campuses have been so good at oppressing conservative students. And uh, so it just, I think the symbolism behind Trump uh, just gave us all that little edge of uh, confidence and courage to, to fight for the things that we believe in. And so for four years now, we've watched this man be attacked from our FBI or CIA from the Democratic establishment, from the Republican establishment. Um, Any way possible, they've been trying to take him down for four years straight. And then at the end, I mean, we have this coronavirus. We have racial riots that I believe were instigated by the Democratic Party, uh, even though I, again, acknowledge the situation with George Floyd. All of Americans were outraged at that. And uh, the reason I believe, again, these riots started and they were started by not the black light, black people that were out protesting George Floyd's death, but by the Antifa movement, the movement of the left, um, predominantly all Caucasian, upper middle class um, professionals, oftentimes that uh, want to bring socialism and in, into our country Um took over those Black Lives Matter riot uh, protests and made them into riots. And they did so, I think, initially because what happened three days before George Floyd, and that's when Joe Biden was on the Breakfast Club and uh, Charlemagne the God uh, was upset that he was leaving early. You know, they've been trying to get him on for a year, and he finally gets on, and 10 minutes into the program, he's saying he has to leave. And uh, Charlemagne, the guy said, well, we have to have you back on because there's 120 days before the election. We have more questions. And and Joe Biden points his finger at him and says, if you even have to think about voting for me, you ain't black. And uh, so that comment didn't set well. And not just in the conservative black community, but throughout the black community. And so even after the George Floyd protest started, that continued to resonate. And they had to squelch that. Because one thing they can't lose, they they can't lose the black vote, which is 90 percent Democrat, 10 percent Republican. And Trump was starting to make some inroads there. And there's a lot of black conservatives were starting to speak out. So they had to squash that. And they did it through these riots. And then they continued these racial riots throughout the summer. These the summer of love. We all felt the love just oozing out as buildings were being burned and small businesses were being, their windows being broke out and streets were being taken over. And the whole downtown area of Seattle was taken over and uh, didn't hear any Democrats, no Democrat leadership saying this violence is not acceptable. This is not who we are. Did we hear that? No. Matter of fact, we heard the complete opposite, that we need blood in the streets. I mean, one of the first things that... um, Attorney General Loretta Lynch said after no longer being in office is she was in a private meeting that was filmed, but uh, and they, they probably scrubbed it now. I should have videotaped it on there, but she was being uh, filmed and she said, if we need, we're going to need blood in the streets. 
And she was calling for this type of anarchy. We've heard it through Nancy Pelosi. We've heard it through multiple different leaders actually calling for riots in the streets. Hillary Clinton, prior to 2018, said that there will be riots in the streets and blood shed in the streets if they don't take back the House. I mean, that wasn't just something she was predicting might happen. That was something she was saying would happen because they had control over the people that would be doing it. They knew who was financing it. They knew who was sending the messages out. But they did win the House. So all of a sudden, the writing stopped for a while until right before the election again. And uh, when Donald Trump was still doing good in the polls, even after coronavirus, even after different things happened and the economy wasn't being taken down like they thought coronavirus would take it down, even after the impeachment and after the the constant uh, four years of Russia, 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 uh, it's t- none of that was working. <clears throat> and so... They start the racial riots. And if you go back down, there's a book that I just ordered online. I've read parts of it in the past, but uh, um, I've never had the book, so I ordered it. It's called Color, Communism, and Common Sense, written by a black gentleman back in the 50s that was recruited by communists and became kind of, I mean, it was all uh, on creating these racial riots, and, and he... Um, was a leader in this organization for some time and then realized what the mode of operation was, that he was being used to undermine uh, the United States of America, not just being upset about his plight in life and and uh, where the black community was, but uh, that it was to implement communism in America. And so he wrote a book on how communists and these agitators use the black community Uh, because of some of the situations of despair and hopelessness that are out there. And that's what we see with Black Lives Matter happening and with Antifa. They're being played on so that we can push in. And this time it's been very open, you know, what their agenda is, that they do want socialism, a.k.a. communism. And, And so the black community is often exploited because of the circumstances that are there, um, by the communist, um, both in our country and without. So anyway, that, that's a book I'd recommend if it is on Amazon, I'd buy it now before it's no longer on there. And that again is color communism and common sense, uh, by a gentleman named last name is Manning and, um, kind of his experience with this back in the fifties, but this is playing out almost verbatim of that, except this time it's been more successful. So, again, I don't know what Trump knew, and uh, perhaps I'm judging him harshly on last week. But uh, time will tell, and we'll see if there's any hope for the Trump tater to to continue on. But uh, anyway, for now, we'll continue, and we'll give it a few more days and see what's going to happen. We'll be back on the Trump tater in just a minute. If you haven't seen the character, please get online while we still have it online. Uh, trumptater.com and follow us on our Facebook. We will be shifting to Parlor and some other social media forums. Radio News with Tim Berg. House Democrats are introducing an article of impeachment against President Trump. Multiple sources say the four-page impeachment article charges the president with inciting violence against the government of the United States. House Republicans did block a resolution put forth by Democrats asking Vice President Mike Pence to invoke the 25th Amendment and remove President Trump from office. Regarding impeachment, Congressman Jim Jordan of Ohio says now's not the time. We should not be pursuing this impeachment. We should not be pursuing this 25th Amendment. Let's bring the country together and move forward uh, and return to being this America, the greatest nation ever. That's where we need to focus. 
flags across the country are being flown at half-staff out of respect for the two U.S. Capitol Police officers who died last Wednesday. USA Radio News. Hey friends, awesome and amazing day. It's John and Chelsea Jubilee with Energize Health. Today I have a message for you women. We have women that come to us all the time, every single day with the same issues. They're tired of being tired and they are hopeless, completely hopeless because they have tried everything to lose weight. And when we say everything, we mean everything. We have clients that have done keto, vegan, carrot. It's in water, celery in water. I mean, every excruciating, crazy diet you can imagine, and nothing has worked for them. But we have great news for you. Our breakthrough science of intercellular hydration resets your hypothalamus, resets your metabolism. Go on our website, energizehealth.com. Look at the testimonials of real women just like you. Log on today to energizehealth.com. As the Biden administration prepares to take office, the average price for a gallon of gasoline is now at its highest level since March. USA Radio Network's John Clemens has the details from the Texas Bureau. Patrick DeHaan of GasBuddy.com tells us as more and more Americans express confidence in the COVID-19 vaccine, they're back on the road, increasing demand. Average gas prices across the U.S. have increased $0.07 cents per gallon over the last week, with the national average currently standing at two thirty-two per gallon, a new COVID-19 high. Despite being $0.27 cents lower than last year at this time, the average price is expected to increase later this week. Average prices across the U.S. may increase several cents per gallon yet again this week as prices move to their highest level since last March. More news online at usaradio.com. You're listening to USA Radio News. Welcome back to the Trump Tater. Uh, just going to kind of jump out there on the lack of freedom of speech. And I'm sure that this program will no longer be found on Spotify. Maybe it still is. We'll have to check it out and see if it's on Spotify. But uh, I have my my website on Shopify. And Shopify is cutting all Trump products out of, out of their uh their system. So I'm sure if they haven't caught mine, they will catch it soon. Um, but I mean, I have like $4,000 into my website on Shopify and it's a Shopify, um, platform or I'm trying to think of the, uh, template. So again, you're just going to kind of, um, push anybody out that is, um, supporting trump and there's some there's a t-shirt company that uh it's a 912 t-shirt company that uh got pushed completely off of facebook and not a trump t-shirt company just a conservative one and uh they, they had their facebook poll yesterday the walk away movement just people who are walking away from the democratic party it's not necessarily a pro-trump it's just a walk away from the democratic party their entire facebook was shut down and then, as you know, um, if you've been watching the news at all, that uh, Trump's Twitter account was shut down. Multiple conservative accounts were shut down or they lost thousands, tens of thousands, sometimes hundreds of thousands of their following just instantly. Um, and then, you know, that's bad. Uh, Facebook did the same thing. And, and so you think, well, these are p- private platforms and, uh, even, and they shouldn't have the Section 230 protection. But nonetheless, you know, they, they're their own companies. They can decide whose voices they want and not want. There's just some ramifications for that decision. Or there should be. There may not be. But then when you have Amazon, um. Basically, uh, so first, first you had Google who wouldn't allow the parlor app to be on their Google Play. Then you had Apple who said they weren't not going to host the parlor app. And so that was definitely making an impact on accessibility to parlor. Uh, but then you, they took it one step further. And then you had Amazon that came in and just pulled the entire 
uh, network from Parler uh, because they were hosting, uh, that was their hosting network. To me, I mean, this just, again, um, talk about communism in China. I mean, fascism at its best. And, you know, it, it, as, I, as I looked up um, Antifa over, if you look up on Google, it's going to get one thing. And if you look up on DuckDuckGo and everything. But uh, so they always say Antifa is an anti-fascist working against you know, white supremacy, this, 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 and all this anti-fascism thing. Well, um, just because you say something doesn't make it so. They are the most fascist organization out there. And these tech companies are exercising the most fascist tactics um, by totally shutting down the opposition, the voice, uh, any com- competing voices going against their political belief system. This is fascism. And I always tell people just, you know, just because I say I'm skinny doesn't make me skinny because right now I'm not, I'm overweight and I gained coronavirus weight during the last eight months. And uh, I can only see that going. (laughs) No, I'm actually going to try to start losing weight this year. But, um, but again, just because I say I'm skinnier or think I'm skinny does not make me skinny. Neither any more than people who are fascist and acting fascist, calling themselves anti-fascist, does not make them anti-fascist people. So anyway, we see this free speech just getting shut down right before our eyes. So then, you know, Alex Jones a few years ago, and I've never been an Alex Jones fan. He was kind of a nut. And uh, but, you know, when I started paying attention to Alex Jones is when they kicked him off all of his platforms demonetized him, made it where he could not accept any credit card payments or anything. I thought, you know, you don't do that to someone who's just a nut. You just let them be out there and show the world how nutty they are. He must really know something. And um, so I don't know. I'm, I'm looking at this going now. Is there something about to come out that they couldn't let come out, that they couldn't give an audience to? with the mainstream media or any possible massive communication on social media. So I'm just going to give it 10 days and see what manifests and, and see how we're going to move forward. So for the next 10 days, we're going to continue as the Trump Tater program. And uh, again, as I've always done, I'm going to encourage my audience and anybody who listens to this to be Trump Taters. And that's some, somebody again, who outclasses outshines dependable and exemplary people. Um, there's people in the conservative movement that concerned me, and I always tried to call them out on on what they were doing that I thought was a little over the edge and extreme and hateful rhetoric. And uh, so it's going to take us standing up against people on our side as we move forward trying to push conservative move, uh, causes and conservative legislation. Um, and all of you know out there that I, I have this underlying distaste for Mitt Romney. And it just uh, makes me ill feeling like if something doesn't happen, um, Mitt Romney, Spencer Cox, Evan McMullen, Paul Ryan, and this whole Lincoln Day project, people are going to be the leaders of the conservative movement, which is not going to be conservative. Um, And I don't know which is worse. I haven't decided. (laughs) I mean, the thought of that happening just kind of, you know, I may just have to be apolitical and just go libertarian from this point on. uh, If that is if that is going to be the future face of the Republican Party and um, they're trying to take down it. You look at Josh Hawley and Senator Cruz are trying to disbar them. They're trying to disbar Sidney Powell and Lynn Wood. Uh, they're doing, they're showing and doxing people that were in the Capitol, whether they were doing damage or ones that actually busted through the doors or windows. They're, they're doxing them online and they're getting their jobs taken away. Um, they're freezing the accounts of different political activists. They're making it where you can't take different PayPal or Venmo and, and credit cards. Um, Again, I I feel the polarization is going to be so great because what's going to end up happening is you're going to end up having a conservative mechanism that uh, is going to fill these needs. And you're going to have two people 
truly in two two different groups of people on two opposite uh, universes living in the same country where we're listening to different platforms, different radio programs. Um, we're going through different systems of, of pay. We're, um, anyway, we're, I just find that instead of bringing us together, we're going to be further and further apart with this type of fascism that's being exercised right now and pushing conservatives off of different platforms and, um, and different abilities to monetize their speech and their, uh, their products. So anyway, I, I just don't know where we're headed, but, uh, the actions that Apple now have my Apple phone that I spent $1,200 on. And I'm like, if there's another smartphone out there that I felt like I could access that wouldn't have the same fascist ownership, I would, um, and then you have Amazon, and my goodness, we've all been addicted to Amazon and being able to get a look up online and get a package delivered and and be able to return it. And Amazon Prime and Hulu and Netflix that we've all grown dependent upon, and uh, so I don't know, but to the most abilities we can, we can speak with our dollars. I don't know how much that totally alienates us from the rest of the world, but there are some things we can do with our purchasing power. So I would suggest that you find places that align with your values and try to support those places as much as you can uh, economically. There's some things we won't be able to distance ourselves from totally right away, but uh, where we can don't support and, uh, and, and give monetary support to these corporations that are taking away our free speech and they're exercising such fascist, draconian measures to shut down opposition speech. Anyway, my, my heart breaks for where we're at. I, again, last week, Phil, that unless something happens to manifest itself as some material value, uh, Trump's leadership definitely was so detrimental to our movement last week. And... Uh, I just don't know, you know, how we're going to move forward, but but we move forward in with positive energy, not as victims. We just have to dig deeper, find out who we are, and, and what, how we can move forward together. Be back on the Trump Twitter in just a minute. Trading involves financial risk and is not suitable for all investors. Past results do not guarantee future performance. Stock market have you nervous with all the massive fluctuations? With the hope for a COVID vaccine on the rise, shifting political landscape, and the election at an end, it's virtually impossible to guess what will happen next. With Vantage Point, you don't have to. Text MONEY to 411411 to find out how our technology can forecast market trends up to three days in advance with incredible accuracy. Text MONEY to 411411 to get what you need to stay ahead of market trends and find explosive moves before they happen. Vantage Point's patented technology analyzes huge quantities of global data in seconds. Stop guessing. Start predicting trends 72 hours in advance. Text MONEY to 411411 and experience Vantage Point for free. Text MONEY to 411411 so you can protect and grow your capital now. Don't wait. Text MONEY to 411411. Go to vantagepointsoftware.com for terms, conditions, and privacy policy. I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover, all for just three bucks. 
plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3388 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 3388. Enjoy! With a recession ending, if you've been putting off building your business, now is the time to act. General Steel will meet or beat any price on a pre-engineered steel building of the same size and specifications. Act now before steel prices go up. So call us today for free information. Call 800-965-1290. Hi, this is Stan Ellsworth. You know, I know a little bit about history. I mean, me and that Harley and all. But social media, well, that's a mystery to me. So I turned to the good folks at Little Cloud. They helped me develop my social media. They call it an online footprint. I'm a pretty big guy. Little Cloud, they've created a pretty big online presence for me. Let them help you. Visit their website. Visit my friends at littlecloudmedia.com. Welcome back to the Trump Tater Program. I'm Jamie Renda, your host, and I'm just trying to figure out, you know, like the rest of you, how we move forward from here. Where do we go? Uh, I was listening to a man on a TED Talk yesterday. i got to find his name here. Um, he was a man that was born handicapped without, uh, I think, a very small stub of legs, um, but with multiple, multiple different problems. And and uh, oh, doggone it! I'm going to find his name because I'd like you to to look him up. Um, anyway, so let me see if I can find this TED Talk here. Three unexpected signs you manifest. Anyway, I'm just going to get uh, to what his message was: is that uh, his parents were told that he had only lived 18 hours, 18, 24 hours, that he had died. And he's 35 years later; he's alive and well, and he's got a doctorate degree. Uh, he is midget. He is, I don't know if he's midget. I'm pretty sure he is because his, even his upper body is pretty small, but uh, he's confined to a wheelchair. He's, uh, but he says, you know, he is not handicapped. He's, even though he uses the handicapped parking pass that he has, but that, uh, that uh, being a prisoner of your own mind is the handicap that's out there. And he's not a prisoner of his own mind. And so that's where we've got to be careful is we're not prisoners of our own mind that we don't let this get into us and think we're defeated because this happened. Uh, our mind is extremely, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Expandable. I mean, we can, we can search and find solutions no matter how dark the circumstance is. And so I look at this man, one of the happiest people I've ever found. So I, I will give you, I will make sure I let you know what TED Talk that is next week because it, it was, uh, I, I just listened to this last night. It kind of popped up on a feed and I thought, you know, that's just what I needed to hear. Because uh, he said he was born to let people know um, what they're capable of. And uh, and so that he goes around doing these speeches and he talks about, you know, every morning that he gets up that he has to be bathed and taken care of by another human being. And he said, fortunately for me, that's my beautiful wife. <laughs> so anyway, he, you know, this is a man that's gone on and he's married. He's uh, got a, a beautiful wife and uh, he's got a doctorate's degree and he's got all these things. And if you look at him, he says, you know, as he goes around uh, people that he gets all these looks of pity. And he said, pity is the worst thing that we can give to anyone that we should never pity anyone uh, because that is not a certain giving them a service. We shouldn't pity ourselves. And so we got to be careful. And I, and I, I wished I'd been more, more prepared, but this just kind of popped in my head. So next week I'm going to go over this Ted talk a little bit more because when we pity our pity, someone else, we make them a victim and we tell them that they're not capable of doing something instead of helping them find a solution or letting them know that they have the capability of finding a solution. And another thing he goes and he talks to a lot of prisoners and he says, you know, one of the things 
that uh, he's, he's, he goes in the prison, he says that some of the prisoners he engages with have more freedom than the people who are outside of the prison because they are not prisoners in their own mind. And, um, and then he goes on to talk about out of all the people he's met in his circuit of going around and, and giving speeches is that he's found one thing that everyone has in common is that they want to be loved. And most of all, they want to be able to love themselves. And, and then that's what's oftentimes missing from people's lives is that they, they just have not learned to love themselves or they don't connect and feel the love of others. And so that's the power that we can move forward, even with people who disagree with us, who may right now um, think that we're horrible people because we support Trump is we need to make sure we move forward with love, love of ourselves. Let's not get in the pity party that woe was us, that we lost this election, it was stolen, and now our voices are being taken off. And, I mean, these are horrible things. I'm going to say right up front, these are fascist, horrible things. It's not the direction we want to see our country going in. But we can't get locked into that pity party, that victimization mindset. And uh, we can't let hate fill our hearts. We've got to find a way to move forward with love, love of ourselves, love for the things that we stand for. And we've got to make sure that we go out and we stand for those things, uh, the good things in this world and the way we treat each other, the way we treat even people who disagree with us. Um, because that's what's going to make the difference while we're in this waiting period to, to find this solution of how we move forward in a positive way. Um, bringing solutions to the problems out there that we feel are better solutions. We may have to sit back and experience the solutions that others have and watch them fail. Maybe we'll be surprised and there's a few solutions that work better than our solutions. Uh, but I think right now it's going to be a wait and see as we figure out how to move forward. And uh, and let's not turn on people. Let's, I mean, we all love Trump. Before last week, let's figure out why we loved him, what it was about Trump that uh, that gravitated us to him and find the best things that he brought to our country. I mean, somebody just posted <clears throat> world peace. Thanks. Trump brought us that. And, and he did. I mean, we've had less conflict throughout the world uh, in the last four years than we experienced in the last, you know, 20 plus years. And so Trump did bring that to us. He brought us four years of no major conflicts in the world. We need to be grateful for that. Let's not turn our backs on Trump, um, on the good things he did. So let's all put things in perspective and, uh, and take one day at a time on how we're going to move forward. And let's not turn our backs on each other too. I mean, I, I could see, you know, you get that group think of the people who went up to the Capitol and yeah, they definitely have set, have set us back, but we have to look at some of the courageous uh, belief systems that they had, that they were willing to, they, they were willing to fight for the things that they believed in, even though it was detrimental to their careers, their livelihood, and perhaps their freedom for some time. Um, I definitely feel like it was detrimental to where we're at, but I still have some admiration there. Uh, e even the people that I've met this summer that uh, in Black Lives Matters, I've tried to reach out and try to build some bridges. Uh, I empathize with where they're coming from and some of the um, the systems. In all reality, I think maybe we're on the same side on some things. Uh, they see a government... Um, system that uh, has become so big and that they can't connect with. And uh, unfortunately, I don't think their solution is the right one, but uh, I can empathize perhaps with where they're at. Uh, I definitely empathize within the black community because, you know, we, we think, you know, well, slavery's ended, you know, back in 1861. It's 150 years ago. They should be over it by now. Those things don't end right away. I mean, the repercussions and the fact that, uh, after slavery, they had Jim Crow and civil rights issues and oppression. Those systematic things become part of your DNA, and it impacts for generations to come. And we should have been much better at recognizing we had our fellow Americans living in, 
in situations of despair and uh, hopelessness and tried to help them fill the American dream. And so we were blinded and uh, with this naivety of what they were going through. And I think one thing I think as conservatives more than anything, we might be able to really connect with what our fellow Americans in the black communities have been going through for years after we go through what we're headed uh, towards right now. So anyway, let's find for ways to connect and understand with other people and uh, dig deep to find solutions to make people's lives better and to make our country better and our communities better and our families better. Um, and that's how a Trump tater will move forward. And again, I, I sure would like to hold on to my definition of Trump tater because that is the real definition of a Trump tater. And uh, I'd like to hold on to my cute little image, but don't know really where we're going if I'm going to be allowed to do that. Uh, or if it's the wisest thing to do that, it's just kind of a wait and see. But uh, anyway, I mean, for now, I'm going to encourage you to move forward as Trump taters, uh, because that is the real definition to be dependable and exemplary people, uh, to outwork, to outclass and to outperform. And that's what we need to do. We need to dig deep and find ways to find the best solutions um, to bring happiness and joy and prosperity to as many of our fellow Americans and to the people throughout the world. I mean, we were doing a great job in solving world hunger before all this happened. So anyway, um, we are, we're incredible people. We have great minds and we're going to be able to find a solution out of this. So, so hang tight and be positive and we'll be back tomorrow on the Trump data.